0: This is Sophia,
1: and welcome to True Crime on Trap. Tap. Tap. Good job, honey. I'm Jen. I'm Shannon.
2: And Ricky's here.
1: Yes. And today we're talking about We Pick on Tap. That's the title of it. We pick. Our picks.
2: Back to our picks, which, of course, as always, I'm always procrastinating. This was a shorter week because. Still didn't prepare myself, but finally landed on somebody. I'm like, okay,
1: that's good. While you were on the shitter. Where <laughs> <laughs> he does nope. his
2: best thinking. God. <laughs> just tell everybody. Everybody will have that everybody idea.
1: Everybody shits, Ricky. Yeah. I, know. I do it.
2: But does everybody, do know enough people think. We do. There?
1: You do it everywhere. All <laughs> the time. Anytime. On everything. Every day. I freaking, last week, had a shit in two different porta-potties just on my way to work. Okay, see I'm not that bad. Damn. <laughs> I know it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Literally, it was so heavy. I thought it was gonna come right out when I was driving again. Yeesh. Mm-hmm.
2: Sounds like a fun day.
1: You know, I'm a good time. <laughs> I'm having a good time, having a good, a good time. time. <laughs> so yeah, so this week we picked our topics. And you know, I actually was pretty excited about mine. And Shannon, I think, is going to go first. But before we do that, how are we doing this week? Any new news?
0: New news.
2: (sighs) New news.
0: No new news over here. Still in Uh, lockdown? (laughs) COVID is rising still over
2: here. People are still kooky, but, I don't know, things seem to be staying in stock for the most part at local grocers. We can
0: finally get chicken wings. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Fry so, them wings at home. Mm-hmm. Just,
1: don't really know much about grocery stores over here, but it seems like a lot of people are doing their part and in staying indoors. And I don't know about the numbers. They're not climbing as quickly. I don't think last I checked, but I'm also, I don't know. Shout outs this week.
0: Mm, just HGB. <laughs> 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 that was my shout out. HGB. Yeah. Um, All right on.
1: Well, I've got a couple. Okay, go for it. Shout it, it out. Well, one, I got one of my friends from work. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but people do, and they'll tell her. I wanted to say happy birthday to Calais. I really like her. And uh, I need to give a shout out to uh, the lady I work with that gave me my idea for this week's topic. So, yes, I did take a suggestion. I didn't just pick what I wanted to pick, but I had been meaning to. I wanted to look into it and cover it. So, um, that's to Amber. So, thank you. Keep listening. You know, keep hearing maybe, about uh, Amber. I know. Well, I know, but she's promote. She's promoted us.
0: You go, Amber.
1: Yeah, you glow.
0: You go, Glenn Coco.
1: Right, and so thank you for the topic. It was horrific. So I really hated researching it. Thanks. Anyway, (laughs) that's how I feel about
0: mine. (laughs) All right, Mm -hmm. so I will start. Yeah. Um, I got all my sources from Wikipedia, of course. So I did. Robert Burdella. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No? huh I
1: have him on my list to come. God
0: damn you.
2: Wait, what is his name again?
0: Robert Burdella.
2: Robert Burdella. Don't no. look
0: it up, Jennifer. Alright.
1: I'm taking him off my list Oh no, never mind. Nope. You don't? Name, but nope. I don't know him. All right. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so surprised to everybody. Alright. So Robert Burdella. He was born January 31st, 1949. Unfortunately, that makes him an Aquarius. That's
2: mm. your people.
0: That is my people. In Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Please let me know if I said that wrong. It's
2: a good sounding name. It's
0: yeah, sounding good Cuyahoga. Me. Yeah, totally. Um, he was also known as the Kansas City Butcher everybody's a butcher right <laughs> it's like the go-to thing oh, yeah. it's like the yeah. something city butcher
2: yeah isn't there like, oh, oh yeah, yeah because you could put whatever city you want to like, it you know? Ooh,
0: that's really really clever. every
2: every country's got its doctor death
0: so robert was raised in a deeply religious household the family regularly attended mass and both him and his younger brother attended religious education courses so pretty much really fucking catholic yep oh yeah that's
2: make them super catholic
0: yeah like they did the whole communion not the communion what is that thing it's
2: like the normal thing they do no no Mm.
0: yeah that's but they do like the whole when they come of age and all that stuff
1: that's communion isn't it no communism
2: are you talking about Judaism?
0: no bitch okay never mind Cut that out. He's
1: Mormon. Don't ask Ricky. They're all. (laughs) I know.
2: I know religion, but what? Okay. I don't don't know that Catholic thing where they come of age.
0: It's oh man, I can't think of it.
2: Not Rumspringer.
0: No. As a child, he was intelligent but a loner. He was bullied. So confirmation yes confirmation confirmation. that's it right that's it now i'm gonna start all over okay
1: sorry sorry sorry
0: (laughs) as a child he was intelligent but a loner he was bullied so because of this he seldom socialized with peers like kind of stayed to himself right kind of thing
2: He was a lone Um, wolf
0: he was a something alone something when he reached puberty he figured out he was gay Yes, And he kept this fact, a closely guarded secret, and did not want to be open about it for several years. In his teen years, he briefly had a girlfriend, which I guess he probably tried, you know? Oh, for yeah. his yeah. parents' sake, he
1: probably tried. Well, in those times too, though, like mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't get married and like have babies. Exactly. Try, you know what I mean?
2: that happens now like kidding me no, <laughs> oh yeah you know what i mean like that yeah. happened for the beginning of time dude
0: <laughs> yeah so by his mid-teens he begun to have more self-confidence which manifested in him being kind of rude and condescending especially towards women after his father had a heart attack and died he turned to his faith but became cynical about all religion In uh, 1965, Robert saw the movie The Collector about a man who stalks women he finds attractive and abducts them and holds them captive, who eventually die of illness. Mm. Robert Robert later stated this movie had an impact on him, and shortly after his father's death, Robert's mother remarried, and he resented her for it. He then became more withdrawn and um, into his solitary. (laughs) (laughs) Played solitaire. Yeah, that. (laughs) In the summer of 67, Robert graduated high school. Um,
2: Wait, this all happened before he was out of high school? Yes. Wow.
0: He then moved to Kansas City to enroll in Kansas City Art Institute because he was in painting. And all that kind of stuff. He was an artsy kind of dude.
1: I wonder if he ever did like a self portrait of his peeing tucked between his legs, standing naked. Saying, I would fuck me.
2: Oh, okay. yeah. Nothing's really happened yet. What am I talking
1: about? I know, Ricky. Uh, who knows? Just go lay back down.
2: Like, ooh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
1: so he enrolled there um,
0: in the hopes of becoming a professor. But mm. by his second year, he became kind of an asshole and started hanging out with people who supplied him with drugs, which he then sold to other students for profit. Uh-huh. Heyo. So basically, he became a drug dealer. Heyo. <laughs> drug- I mean, drug- that's Lord. how you make money in college, bro. <laughs> take
1: money, money, take money, money. What?
0: <laughs> he then started regularly abusing alcohol, of course. College student, and on three occasions, engaged in acts of animal torture. There's the first step. Now the second step (laughs) sums up hating your mom's the first step.
2: Yep, which that was there
0: heading right down Dahmer's. Yep, he uh, tortured a duck and a chicken, then experimented with sedatives and tranquilizers (laughs) on a dog.
2: Oh man!
0: At nineteen, he was arrested for attempting to sell meth. Moving on up in the world.
1: Ah. Huh.
0: And then one month later, arrested for possession of marijuana and LSD. Oh. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Due to the lack of evidence, the charges were dropped. So he got off on that one.
2: So there wasn't enough drugs around.
0: I don't know. So in 69, he dropped out of the Art Institute because of the whole duck killing thing, because he got a lot of shit for it. Right. (laughs) But he chose to stay in the Kansas City area. And by the time Robert had been openly gay for seven years, several, sorry, several years, uh, he began spending time with male prostitutes, drug addicts, petty criminals, and runaways. He would befriend them and try to get them off the drugs. How noble. I know. He's such a good guy.
2: Give me your drugs and then you won't need the drugs. But give your drugs to me.
0: He didn't do the drugs. I know. He says he never had any physical contact. Ricky, you know? <laughs> he
2: wants to sell them.
0: Ricky's half asleep. sleep.
2: I'm not. I'm here.
0: Okay. He says he never had any physical contact with these people, but it's also reported that he would often engage in sexual relations with several of the individuals to establish some degree of control or dominance over them, like somebody that um, that he loaned money to,
1: or yeah.
0: somebody who mm. he let live in his house. Sexual favors, yeah, kind of like you know the Manson. ranch. yeah right so rob um right before robert moved into his new place he started working as a short order cook in various places in kansas city and then he sold shit at a flea market for a while as a main business it's some shit that he like acquired from africa and south africa not drugs (laughs) not drugs and that's where he met a man named paul howell That had a booth adjacent to his own, and that's where he met Paul's son Jerry. Jerry Jerry. Lover. You know what that reminds me of, Ricky? Jerry, you bitch.
2: Wait, from Rick and Morty?
0: No. What? From True Blood. Jerry bitch. I don't remember. It was Jerry. Jerry was the one with the HEP D.
2: Oh, I don't remember that.
0: Really? Yeah. It was the first it was the first season.
2: Oh, what was his name again? Jerry. Oh wow, Ricky. <laughs> A fucking Jerry. Oh. Yeah, okay. okay. Come, on. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. You can feed off of Jerry if you'd like. Seriously. Fucking love that show. So
0: Robert is believed to have killed his first victim, Jerry Howell, who was 19 at the time, July 5th, 1984. He knew Jerry, of course, from his dad working adjacent booths with him, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: their paths kind of crossed again, and he offered to drive Jerry to a dance competition. Ooh. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't even know. But, a quick instead, feet, boy. but instead, filled him with alcohol, Valium, and as a promazine, which is another sedative, both in his car and at his house until he knocked out. Then he injected him with a heavy tranquilizer before putting him to bed. Jerry was strapped to Robert's bed for around 28 hours.
1: Wow. 28. <laughs>
0: It gets so much better.
1: It sounds like Dahmer's man. It sounds doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm Robert
0: just... repeatedly drugged, tortured, raped, and violated him with foreign objects. According to Robert, Jerry choked on let's see, his own vomit. He briefly tried to resuscitate before dragging his body to the basement. Where he then suspended the body above a large cooking pot, and made oh. several incisions to Jerry's inner elbow, before leaving the body to drain of blood overnight.
1: Damn. That's rude. Wait. Wait. That's <laughs> rude. So no, he slit like instead of the wrist out it's of his like elbow. That's
0: that's your no, your artery, artery in up. there. Your yeah artery. yeah that makes
1: sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he could cut it. I mean, he really should cut it in. I don't know. Maybe that's enough.
1: Maybe Why why don't you cut it at the wrist? He
2: shouldn't have cut it
1: ever. He wanted it to be a slow, maybe a slow drippage. Maybe.
0: Maybe. He's already dead, so.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So then the next day, Jerry was dismembered with a chainsaw, of course, and a boning knife. Before wrapping the sections in newspaper and trash bags, which were then placed in bigger trash bags and left out for the garbage crew to take to the landfill.
1: So what, what year was this? This had, he was born in forty-nine. So this what this was in
0: 894 Oh say. he's older.
1: So he's older? Uh, Are you sure? shit. Cause, Cause he said he was born in 49.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went to he went to college in the sixties, right? Sixty-nine he would
1: have been twenty, so 69, yeah, sixty nine, yeah. Yeah, you, you're probably right, Shannon. just trying to get an age gap or age yeah i don't don't it's got
2: to be sometime between 70 and 80 right 70 and 90 maybe i don't have a
0: name i mean a date
1: yeah ricky i think that's a good guess between 70 and 90. (laughs) just go and take i think it.
2: i'm I'm really thinking sometime between 70 and now i think it was 84. (laughs) (laughs) i think it was 84. pull out
1: the tip jar you think it was okay 84 then he was older
2: see i was right
0: 30s. He'd he'd gone through and dropped out of college and so he was born in 49 so 50 so he was like 30 something.
1: Yeah 30 yeah. Sounds about right. Kind of a late bloomer isn't he?
0: Yeah
1: that's probably a good thing. (laughs) Good point. Touche.
0: So when Robert was questioned about Jerry he just told them he drove him to the dance competition as promised and he had not seen him since. And then, it's later to find out that Robert kept a log of each sexual act and physical torture inflicted upon his victims. Later, he would claim all of this was not for his enjoyment, but for his physical and mental satisfaction.
1: Were they Were they saying that he had sex with them after they were dead? Is mm-hmm. that what they were inferring? Oh, okay, Mm-mm. okay. No, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss that little gem. If that happened, so. So then
0: April 10th, 1985, a guy who he used to let live with him showed up on his doorstep needing somewhere to stay. Even though Robert wasn't physically attacked, attra- I'm sorry. even though Robert wasn't physically attracted to Robert Sheldon, 23 years old, he chose to drug and hold him captive in the second floor of his home for three days, where he did things such as no, no, no. Oh, yeah. The swabbing of drain cleaner in his left eye. The insertion, oh. of, the insertion of needles uh, beneath his fingertips.
1: Nope, nope, nope. Uh, 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 that makes my skin crawl. I can't hear it. Don't say it again.
0: Binding of his wrists with piano wire with the intention <sighs> of permanently damaging the nerves in his hands and filling his ears with caulking to reduce his hearing.
1: Oh, my God. Oh man I
0: told you I struck gold with this man So On April 15th A workman came to work on his roof So um, Robert fatally suffocated Sheldon He later dissected Sheldon's body In the third floor bathroom And when all is said and done His decomposing head Was found in his backyard Cool. Why haven't I heard
2: about uh, this? Guy? Oh, man.
0: I don't know. I Is he not a serial
1: up- killer? Did he not Mm-mm. go up to the ring? Mean,
0: I, I don't know. I stumbled upon this shit and it was like a gold mine. I was like, I wish I didn't do this. <laughs> right, <Ricky, laughs> He's like, I wish <laughs> I hadn't. I, I wish, I, I, wish yeah. I hadn't gone there.
2: She kept on yeah. writing her notes and stuff and it was just like, why did I pick this person? So, she loves it. Yeah, it's true.
0: The following June, Robert found Mark Wallace trying to find shelter from a thunderstorm. They had met previously, and uh, Robert invited Mark home and noticed Mark seemed a little depressed, so Robert volunteered to inject chlorpromazine. Chlorpromazine. Chlorpromazine? There it is. Which is an antipsychotic for schizos and bipolar people. He okay. told Mark it would calm him down and relax him. Mark willingly accepted the offer. 30 minutes later, he was captive. Mark was put in the second floor bedroom where he stayed almost a day of torture, including the alligator clips to the nips, <laughs> so he could be electroshocked when he began to pass out.
2: No. I've 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 seen that in movies before and yeah. I always wonder I always wonder how does the nipple like survive the alligator clip in the first place?
0: <laughs> or the electric shock?
2: That too. It should you just know, burn could, off and just Think eventually like the nipple would get hard enough to would be like boom it would, like break the alligator clip to slip off. That's that
1: seems bordella, right? Bordella birdella Burdella. Burdella. i'm trying to i just want to see what he looks like i have to connect he's oh! not he's not cute
0: they're not none of them are cute so um then after an hour of experimenting on him with hypodermic needles by putting them into various muscles in the back mm. in his back in his own back no no in um oh. mark's back okay okay um, Mark died from a combination of drugs, the gag, and lack of oxygen because he was the face g- down. He was oh. face down with a gag in his mouth. Oh. And that was June 23rd, of
1: 1985. Oh my God. He's, oh. Yeah, he's, gross. he's scary looking. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look at his picture and oh. Oh.
0: His fucking mustache.
1: Hmm. But it's so funny, like, and listeners, sorry. Oh, if you if you go, if, but like, look at the pictures as we do these things, so you can see what we're saying because it's just. Oh, he took um polaroids. So if you
0: look deeper, I you'll saw. find the pol- Okay, okay. Yep. I saw the bodies. Yep,
1: that okay, popped gotcha. up. That was fucking great.
0: So we skip to September twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five. Robert Man. brought. James Ferris home again they had met before drugged him with crushed tranquilizers he had concealed in a meal
2: meal a meal
0: <laughs> like hey hot he made him dinner and then fucked him up
2: here's some drugs
0: did I say meal right
2: no, it's because the we had a little yeah. lag come in. No, yeah, it
1: just it, we had some it, lag come oh, in too. Okay, okay, okay. So
2: like, I did it after the lag.
1: He was on <laughs> it because I was internally. He he basically said What's my it? internal dialogue. <laughs> gotcha. That's what was so funny.
2: Meow. Oh, meow. Okay.
0: <laughs> then tied James to his bed before torturing him almost constantly for twenty-seven hours. The torture included. Electrical shocks to the shoulder and testicles for up to five yes. minutes each instance. Oh, Hyperdermic geez. needles to the neck and his genitals. Yes. I wrote junk. <laughs> he died shortly
2: after. <laughs> I wrote junk. <laughs> G-
0: <laughs> oh, shit. I tickled Ricky. Right, apparently.
2: Pink, I tell you pink.
0: All right. And then we go to June 17th, 1986. Todd stoops. So Todd and his wife had been tenants of Robert two years prior. So Robert was extremely attracted to Todd. The more attractive to Todd you were, I mean to Robert <laughs> you were, I think is the worst thing. Yeah. So, Todd was held captive for two weeks before he died. Oh, Robert yeah. gradually increased his captivity's terrors to make him a cooperative and incapacitated sex slave. Yes. Robert used electrical shocks through <laughs> Stoop's closed eyes. Wait, it a- again? Robert used electrical shocks through Stoop's closed eyes.
1: Oh, that's not nice.
0: Um, he did that to attempt um, blindness for him. That's rude. That's. And he injected drain cleaner into his larynx to try to silence his screams. Damn. During the second I mean,
1: week, he <sighs> see he survived that. I mean, good for him. I don't know how. He didn't. Oh, he died from the stuff in his throat?
0: He died of something. Oh, I'll tell you in a second. Okay, so this he is survived. This is a good one. This is, this, is, this is where I was like, why the fuck did I do this? Why did He's I write this? This is the doozy. Okay. So so he injected drain cleaner into his larynx to try to silence his screams. Yes. During the second week on June 27th, Robert ruptured Todd's anal wall with his fist. <sighs>
1: <gasps> oh, no. Causing,
0: uh, yes, causing bleeding and discharge. Oh, Todd, Todd died of septic shock.
1: Oh, because of the infection from the blood? Why can't I hear you? Hello?
2: Because of the, um, the anal right rupture. Now.
0: Sorry. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. yeah. My oh. thing's turned off for a second. Um, so he got an infection from the bleeding of his anus. A blood infection,
1: yeah?
2: Yeah. Uh, Bacteria and blood down there don't mix very well.
0: A fist. Mm.
2: Through his wall.
0: This dude's sick as fuck. Mm. (laughs) All right. There's more. So, in spring 1987, 20-year-old Larry Wayne Pearson had a casual friendship with Robert he lived with him for a little while and bailed him out of jail but then started talking about how he wrote no oh, wait hold on let me go back he lived with Robert for a little bit and Robert even bailed him out of jail but then Larry started talking about how he robbed gays in Wichita so oh, bye-bye <laughs> That, gays. that evening, June 23rd, he made sure Larry got drunk before injecting him with chlorpromazine? Chlor, chlorpromazine. I can't say it like one... Yeah, I don't
1: know.
2: It's like, it's you're having trouble with that word like I was having trouble with that Russian guy. chickatillo. Chik- yeah, That's not a
1: hard word there, Ricky. <laughs> chikatilo. Chik- 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 so chickatilla. If-
0: so, after he um, drugged him, he moved him to the basement where he was bound by his hands over his head, then injected his larynx with drain cleaner. Hmm. Robert then brought an electrical transformer down, which means electroshock. Nipples. Yes. Robert and Robert goes on later to say that Larry was the most cooperative all of all of his six victims.
2: Jesus. Oh.
0: On the fifth day, after several electric shocks um, and breaking of hand bones with an iron rod, he was moved to the second floor. He told him basically, if he behaved, he wouldn't hurt him further. Oh. So the last part of his six weeks, Larry even trained himself to sleep without moving to avoid pissing Robert off. But
1: even a way to like do life, like not even in captivity. That just sucks. I don't know though. I think I would you fight or do you just succumb to try to survive? What do you do? It, d- it
2: depends on your level of captivity. You know, are you this in is like
1: level or?
0: ten captivity? Yeah. yeah are you are you right like in
2: handcuffs? Up. Are you bound all the time? Are they that's hoping for Stockholm syndrome? You and you that's know. what he
0: tried to do. So <clears throat> I like this part. Oh, um,
1: probably really disgusting then.
0: But then, in an act of desperation, Larry bit into Robert's peen, peen.
1: deeply.
2: Dang.
0: Robert then bludgeoned him and then suffocated him with a bag before oh. um, seeking treatment for his peen. And oh. then he cut Larry up and put him in the freezer before burying him in the backyard. RIP, Larry. They need him. So March 29th, 1988, Robert takes his last victim, 22-year-old male prostitute, Institute. <laughs> male <laughs> sex worker <laughs> named Chris Bryson. He lured Chris in the house for sex, obviously. Chris was knocked unconscious with an iron bar, then strapped to Robert's bed, subjected to similar abuses, all of the above. Robert repeatedly swabbed his eyes with ammonia.
1: God, come the,
0: on, Robert. By the third day of capture, Bryson had earned trust by being a good boy. Mm. A Ooh, good, good boy. boy. He's a Ooh, good boy. boy. Hey, Shabu. Ooh, Shabu. Ooh, Shabu. boy. <laughs> the day after Chris uh the day after that, Chris manages to break free by burning his findings with the matchbook Robert left in the room. Uh-huh. He then managed to jump from the second floor window Wearing nothing but a dog collar um, He broke a bone in his foot During the jump But ran toward a meter reader Across the street Thank god
2: A, wha- a what? A, a meter, meter re- reader? Meter reader, sorry
0: Yeah <laughs> I think she said
2: that? <laughs> A meter meter Meter.
0: A meter eater?
2: A meter eater Like a, like a meter Like a, somebody who eats meat
0: I meter. got you. Okay. Robert <laughs> Robert meter, was arrested meter. on charges of sexual assault. They found a it, ton it, of shit in his house like vertebrae and a skull, even a partial decomposed skull in the backyard. There's too much to write down, honestly. There's right. so much. But He was a meat um, eater. He was sentenced to four second-degree murders and two first-degree murders. And that's obviously, it, huh? to life with uh without parole oh well that's and that, good and that four, 43 year old this high blood pressure have an ass motherfucker died of a heart attack
2: Dang. the end that'll do it
1: died of a heart attack in jail
2: yeah i mean that's like optimum you know conditions you could go you're not having to pay for anything you're just surviving and then you just die in prison
0: I mean, a lot of people, um, a lot of his victims' families feel like they were cheated. Of course, of
2: course, because they probably wanted death.
0: But he wasn't on death
1: row, so it's
2: yeah. If you're not on death row, I want, row,
1: after, I, want to, I don't understand the second degree murder shit. How people can right? like, make to like say, "Oh, it's only second degree." Like, like oh, like, that wasn't that wasn't premeditated.
2: Like murder should just be
1: murder. It's the premeditation thing in it. That that's what is that what it is? That's. Uh, can Lawyers I, out there, was, explain to me. Be on our yeah. podcast and explain to me. Can I go next? Yes. Yes. Because Ricky's just like only mid nap, so he needs to at least. No, go. you want All that? All we can like, see is from the eyes up.
2: You want that um, commentary? Bitch, I'm your, here move for. Move your, your
0: camera down. Rick? Down. Down.
1: Me? Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Be cool. I hate Ooh. you. I hate you. There's, there's a couple more, there's a couple more little snippets I got of you there, Ricky. So, um, what? your guy was I, I heard his name, but you telling the story didn't remind me. I'm wondering if I heard him on like a podcast or something. And probably because that was some
0: shit. How did you yeah. snuffle? She's, fan- She's
1: fanning herself over there. I'm hot. It's hot in my room. There's because I'm upstairs. I'm gonna go turn on my fan. How did you run across him, Shana? Shana, I was just going through
0: murderpedia honestly
1: were you really
0: all right so that was my psycho piece of shit uh jen it's up to you all
1: right guys i'm a little nervous about this one this one's local um i live in pacific county like as you guys know it's on the beach here um and this is about from where i live about 30 45 minutes about 45 minutes away from me and uh It's super local, and people know about it, and, uh, you know, I only know a couple people locally that listen to us, so (laughs) hopefully I do it justice. A little scared, though. So mine, I got from my sources. I got from a show called Wicked Attraction. It actually made a show. Wikipedia, the New York Post by Jane Ridley and Como News. Right on. Oh, my God. Um, Here we go. It's, I, it's weird when like something happens in your hometown. And this is a, this is done in Raymond, Washington, South Bend, Raymond, Washington, which are about, I don't know, five minutes from each other. And they're little towns, pretty much fishing communities, very, very, very small, like a grocery store. There's a McDonald's and a subway. There's a hospital. And that's about it.
2: So why do you think so many of these things happen in that small area community? I mean, is it drifters? You know, is it?
1: No, so I don't.
0: I don't think a lot of things happen.
2: Sailors.
1: Not a lot of things, lot of things happen. Seamen. The seaman- Ricky. No. Yes. Where where Raymond, Washington, is? It's where the Willapa River actually meets the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really small. We don't really get a lot of sailors up in Raymond, Washington, but uh. I drive through that if I ever want to drive up toward like Seattle or anything, I got to cr- cr- go through those towns. And mm-hmm. um, it's just weird. I've spent a lot of time there traveling and stopping at the one and only local grocery store, which this actually has a little bit of a part of. So here we go. I am just going to start from the beginning. I'm going to start telling the story and I'll introduce the actual assholes later. So in 1989, a woman named Kathy was uh, she was a hairdresser in south bend which is right next to raymond washington um she was described as being relatively shy quiet really friendly though nice to people and just you know a local hairdresser i don't i didn't even know there was a hairdressing place in the local area to be honest with you it's such a small town <clears throat> in 1989 she got into a fight with her family and also had broken up with her boyfriend at the time and so she had a friend named Michelle, and Michelle said, "Hey, you know you can come live with me. I'm pregnant and you can come help me out and stuff like that." So she did. She went to live with Michelle and her husband David, and their last name is Notek k n o t e k or some crap like that. Oh, and she's the there. What's that? The silent K. Yeah, I know silent k
2: is silent k are sweet.
1: <laughs> Ricky. And she kind of became like a full time nanny to them, and uh, one of uh, her daughters, the oldest daughter, and I've gotten conflicting conflicting names. I don't know if it's because they had the names changed for because of their ages and because they were victims of all this or not. You know, describe mom Michelle as being loving and then super abusive. At a young age with her kids, she would steal – here's just some of the things that she would do. The mom, Michelle, would steal the kids' homework and then let them go to school and get in trouble for it. And then, you know, so, mom, I went to school. I was missing some homework pages and she'd call them stupid and and stuff like that. So just totally kind of did like weirdo shit. Um, She also would – yeah, she would put them in the closet and feed them stale food as like a punishment Mm. and things like that.
2: Wait for having their like not for getting trouble at school
1: For whatever or just reason. in
2: general for whatever reason. just
0: for being alive
1: and so this is what you're going to hear a lot of this over and mm-hmm. over in the stories that she would pamper them and be really loving and then flip on a switch and just do some psycho shit oh, uh, she's bipolar we'll get there. So one time she, or multiple times, she would wake the kids up like early, early in the morning, spray them with a hose outside and make them roll around in mud in like the dead of winter.
0: One so time, she's a schizo bi- bipolar.
1: <laughs> I don't think she heard voices, but yeah, it's uh. just wait. She also slammed one of her kids' face into a glass door and b- basically said, you know, look at what you made me do. Okay. So she... She's never been officially diagnosed, but what people are saying from the television show uh, Wicked Attraction is that she shows signs of, obviously, psychopathy and a sadistic personality. Um, So those are things that you can diagnose, but you'll you'll hear more of what she does in a little bit. So Kathy comes in. She does the whole honeymoon phase, right? Like, you're my best friend. Like, you're taking care of my babies. There's even, like, home Mm -hmm. videos you can watch where she's, like, just super – super stoked to have her there. And then she progressively starts to get pretty abusive to this woman named Kathy. Now Kathy's 36 years old. She's an adult, Um, but she took her under her wing and and let her stay there. So Mm -hmm. she started feeding Kathy rotten food as a punishment. Um, She'd actually, she'd keep her, half the time she'd keep her starved. So, and and Kathy was a heavier set woman Mm -hmm. and she ended up losing like a hundred pounds pretty quickly so she would starve her and then make her kind of crawl on the floor to eat her food
2: god i mean yeah if you're being starved forcefully yeah you're gonna lose it pretty quick
1: and a lot of people go you know what's the deal like why wouldn't this woman just just leave but the stuff that michelle was doing to her caused something called traumatic bonding Mm. um where it's like all this trauma happens and you do not want to displease your abuser. So you'll do anything to prevent that to prevent punishment. So it's being bonded to your trauma. Okay. It's very, it's very strange, but I've done some research on it. I just can't describe right now because ain't nobody got time. It could take a whole other podcast. So a little bit about Michelle, the woman here in Raymond, Washington in 1954, she was born to parents who were constantly fighting and mom ended up being an alcoholic and eventually abandoning her um turns out that when mom left dad so michelle stayed with dad when mom left she got another boyfriend and he ended up beating her to death and yeah and this is michelle's mom so michelle as a kid blamed her dad for the death because she's like well if you didn't divorce mom this -hmm. wouldn't have happened and so they described her in childhood as that she was a challenging young lady and she was a liar. Are you looking at me Shannon? No, no, I
0: can't see his face.
1: Oh yeah, he did that the whole Move time. Move
0: your screen down.
1: And so and she ended Thank up getting you. married. She ended up getting married to her first husband and it, he, she was described as having violent mood swings and they had a baby and after they had a baby divorced. Mm. So that's one daughter, okay? Then she had a second husband, and she had another daughter all right same thing happened. she was described as manipulative, verbally abusive and these two dudes eventually got out and, and left the relationship but in the 1980s is when she met David Cote notech no okay no tech. <clears throat> so Michelle and David notech are now together yes, Ricky, did you have something to say?
2: no you had a I was no, no. I just said no tech. Um, I was just repeating the name because this is when no tech came into the picture, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So David, her husband, was described as a shy, as shy and quiet. Um, he was actually rebounding from another relationship when he met her, and they got married pretty quickly. Um, when they when they started getting or when they first got married, she immediately started demanding his paychecks and would give him an allowance. Oh so, no. Anybody that knows about abusive relationship, the financial control, usually you hear it like men doing it to women. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be stereotypical, but that's—it's very rare when we hear women doing this. But it's totally reversed here. She's doing yeah. it to him, and he—he um, he also had issues with her extreme punishments to their children or mm-hmm. her children, and he would try to object, but she became so verbally abusive to him that he eventually kind of started doing it along with her.
2: Ay, ay, ay. so yeah. like she was able to control him financially without working
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then get him and coerce him almost into going along with these punishments man i mean your dog. manipulative okay pause it them or something
1: so basically because of her controlling behavior the children reported reported that david became as equally as cruel as her um, so back to Kathy, the woman that was living with them. She, the abuse that she was suffering, quickly progressed. What? Yes, Ricky.
2: I was going to say, uh, as a comment to the the Silent K guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Here we go. Not Sorry,
2: Shut up. Silent K. That's his name. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's becoming. You know, basically the. You know foot soldier of this bitch not Good. unlike a con- uh, a certain pair we've recently um covered in our live casts
0: oh, oh. Point. they
1: go a little bit further <laughs>
2: i'm sure
0: but i mean this this is all start i mean <clears throat> about the kids homework and locking them in closets mm-hmm. it's all very gabrielle-esque oh yeah
1: Yeah, that's who ricky was talking about listeners gabriel fernandez stuff um but we're going to get deeper into that and it probably could have ended up like that but things interrupted so kathy uh the lady that had been whole or been living there she her her abuse progressed and they ended up like locking her in a well for days
2: oh that's crazy
1: i know i don't even know i don't even know Um, She also would get accused of binge-eating the food at night, and so she'd be forced to sleep in uh, the well. They took her clothes from her and made her work outside in the yard naked. And actually one time, funny story is that, not a funny story, but one of the girls' school buses pulled up to drop him off, and, and Kathy was outside naked working in the yard. And everybody's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And Michelle later said, hey, listen, I was sitting in my hot tub and there was an electrical da 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 and you caught me running out of there. So she was always able to like lie and manipulate and steer people's suspicions in a totally different way. Yeah, so, Typical abuser, typical narcissist. So let's go to Shane now, okay? Shane is another person that stayed with the no and he was the nephew of Michelle, So he ended up moving in with Michelle and David because his parents were like in and out of jail. He had really crummy childhood. So she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take you in. I'll take care of you. And once he moved in, he also became the focus of abuse. He moved in slightly before Kathy. And so he became the focus of abuse. Um, He was not allowed to eat proper food or go outside and he used to she used to send him outside though to go to do go do calisthenics in his underwear in the mud but the abuse seized on him when kathy moved in and uh what michelle the mom did is said now you got to start abusing kathy right
0: right
1: so (sighs) So Shane, who was once getting abused, and the children who were once getting abused, so her kids too ended up having mm-hmm. to abuse Kathy with Michelle, and so she would t- awesome. Yeah, she would tell the kids to hit and punch Kathy, to stab her in the leg with scissors, and oh, I know. <clears throat> and Shane actually had like a pair of steel-toed boots, and so she would tell him, "Go kick her in her head, go kick her," and you'd have to do it oh. repeatedly. So you just imagine what the effects had on these children, that they're not only having to abuse somebody, which fucks them up, but now they're less likely to ever say anything or to turn anybody in for what's going yeah. on. God. But Michelle was really good. She did the whole, like, you know, when somebody would kind of fight back and say, this is wrong, she would do the whole, like, I'm so sorry, shower them with gifts, shower them with love and things like that. The typical cycle of abuse, right? and Mm -hmm. uh and the kids they would end up staying so and then she'd go right back to what she was doing and the abuse that she would put on people would end ended up progressing so at one time kathy ended up having to move into a pump house i'm not really sure what a pump house is
2: Mm. (laughs) sounds bad yeah it's like a it's like a it's like a place where a bunch of pregnant women or no women who have just just kidding i'm gonna stop
1: yep you're good But
2: after
1: a certain amount of time, like Kathy started to get really weak and she moved in there, remember guys, in like the late eighties and 1991, her family reported her missing or no, 1991 was the last time her family heard from her in 1994, three years later, later, the family reported her missing because they hadn't heard from her. Yeah. They waited three years. Um, Okay. Yeah, so she was stuck in, like, this pump house or whatever the fuck that uh, is, and she ended up dying. And the private investigator, because they couldn't get any answers and they wanted to know what the hell happened to her, the brother hired a private investigator and they tried to research into it. And he's like, you know, I think Michelle killed your sister. But cops just didn't take anything seriously. And why? Because cops did visit Michelle. and Michelle said, listen, I have a picture of her with this guy. He's a trucker. And he oh, ran off no. to Hawaii with him. Damn. She's like, I stay in regular contact with her. She's off with this guy in Hawaii, and they—wow—believe that? Of course. Mm-hmm. I would have believed that. Right. So <laughs> when Kathy was actually dying, Shane, the nephew that was staying there, that was getting abused at one point too, was taking picture pictures with his Polaroid camera,
2: and oh, Michelle shit. noticed that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Michelle takes her kids, her three little girls, and drives 45 minutes away to a hotel and leaves them there overnight. Um, what? The ki- yeah, because Kathy died. She had uh-huh. – and I'll tell you how she died later. And Shane was taking pictures, so she shipped the little kids off, her three daughters, and it was Shane, Michelle, and David at the house. When the kids came back the next day, Michelle would tell the kids that um, – Something happened in that if they said anything, the kids and Michelle and David would die. So she would kill the kids and she would kill herself and David. And the Jeez. kids were like, okay, I'm going to stay the fuck quiet. How old were these kids by then? Um, the youngest was not yet 4 I'm going to say about, gone to other, about, the oldest was like late teens. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. So something like that. And so anyways, then Shane disappeared. The cousin. And oh. uh, yeah. And Michelle, the psycho bitch, called the school and the police and said that he had ran away to be on a fish- to go to Alaska and be a fisherman. And people bought that, like a lot of young kids of course. Do that, and they're gone for six to eight months at a time. Mm-hmm. So people bought that. Wait, but- like people do that in your area.: mm-hmm. Oh, very common.
2: So people leave the area.
1: Well, I, yeah,
0: it's it's pretty close, right?
1: Well, yeah, and and because this is such a, a huge fishing crabbing community, is that it's only open for certain seasons, and so a yeah. lot of those people go up to Alaska because there's longer seasons and better money. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, it's plausible, right? Anyway, so with him being gone, with Shane disappearing and being gone up in Alaska, the two older girls, the oldest being nineteen. Um, ran away from home. And so Michelle and David, the psychopaths, said, Jesus, I think we need another roommate. Oh my God. (laughs) Meanwhile, the oldest daughter, which her name's, her name's not Megan. I don't know why I wrote it down. Went to the police and basically she told the police, listen, I know what happened to Kathy. Okay. And they ended up believing her. She told the story, which I'll get into later. And they ended up believing her. And So they decided to start monitoring the no techs and, you know, to see what's going on in their house. But like I said, with Shane being gone and Kathy being gone, they needed another roommate because their two older kids were gone. So this Mm -hmm. is when Mr. Woodworth moves in. Woodworth? Woodworth. So he was a nursing assistant. She was like a case manager at the same place or whatever. And that's how they met. Um, he was kind of down on his times. He lost hours at work, and his bo- boyfriend had just broken up with him. And his house is mm. also getting repossessed. re-possessed. So, <laughs> what did you say? Repossessed. Repossessed. <laughs> yeah, got repossessed. Repossured. And pay so he- bills.
2: Re- when you choose a zest, choose repossessed.
1: Repossessed. Pip. Repossessed. And in a party. So, anyways. <clears throat> Like I said, the police were investigating the whole thing going on. And so every time they would pull up to the Notix house, they would see him out there like in his underwear doing yard work. And every single time he would just run from the police, just run. They're like, well, what the fuck? This guy's crazy. So let me tell you a little background on him. Uh, He was kind of newer to town, but what people figured out with him is that he's pretty strange. And he had a couple brushes with the law. Um, one time he got check fraud at Pioneer Grocery, which is the only grocery store in that area, which I've been to multiple times. Um, also, he also caused four people to apply for an anti-harassment protection order against him. And he was hurt, known to have hide in ditches and then jump out and scare people every so often. Cool. Yeah, that's normal. I know. <laughs> it's very strange. But- Drugs,
2: normal to him.
1: Drugs, you said. I'm. I'm not. To be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell his deal was. In 2003, though, the oldest sister goes to the cops again with her other sister, and they were concerned for their youngest sister, who was still living with Michelle and David. And what was happening is this younger sister was calling her older sisters and, and talking to them about the abuse that she was seeing. And so they were super scared. They're like, oh my God, she's going to be next. This guy's going to end up dying like everybody else. She's going to be next. So we got to do something. So they contacted the cops. The cops went over to the notex house and removed the girl. And when they're talking to the girl on the property, she says, "You know, please help me. My mom is really mean. And she also said, you know, his his name was Woodworth, but he went by Woody. She tells him that, hey, listen, his bloody clothes are in the pool barn, whatever the fuck that is. And uh, pool house, no,
2: yeah, pool house pool or pool said, pool shed.
1: I said pool barn. I don't know. Pool barn. Mm. And his bloody clothes. That's fucking country
2: ass Washington speak. I, I mean, uh, I'm oh, there. Like, <laughs> um, maybe <laughs> barn, it was a. A pole barn? It is a pole barn. Pole, like P-O-L-E.
1: Pole a barn. Pool, P-O-O-L. I don't know. Either pole or pool.
2: <laughs> like polar bear shed? Does, does the pump, polar does the bear pump bear barn? Barn live there? Does the pump live there? I don't
1: even, I know. Was that next to the pump shack? Whatever the fuck I covered her <laughs> Pump shack? Pump shack, baby pump shack. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> pump shack,
2: baby. <laughs>
1: Anyway, listen. So they didn't have a search warrant, so they couldn't do anything. She's like, you better get that stuff now because it's going to be gone by the time you come back. And they're like, no, bro, I don't have a search warrant because there's all this legal shit we have to go through. Yada, yada, yada. and didn't do anything. So, oh, God. They were able to talk to Michelle briefly about it. And they're like, where's Kathy? And she said the same thing. She said, well, he's in Hawaii with this truck driver. And they're like, okay, well, whatever. So they end up removing the kid, the little baby kid, the young kid. She's 14. And they planned on getting a warrant, but at the time, the young girl is sitting at the police station, she starts talking. She says, "Listen, this guy that's living here, um, he has a restricted diet. They don't. She doesn't let him go to the bathroom whenever whenever he wants. He has to do yard work barefoot. Uh, my mom forces him to jump off the roof barefoot onto gravel, Oof. which is cutting up. Whoa! His- She's like, and then she'll pour boiling water and bleach all over his feet to cause burns, which smells like decaying flesh." Ba, 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 ba. so just God. various forms of torture
0: yeah what the fuck does this lady have like i don't know magic that she just,
1: she's just psycho
0: that she just talks people into like <laughs> taking this bullshit mm-hmm.
1: i know well it's that whole you know your captor you're it's like
0: munchausen's no if you that, can manipulate fuck, doing that
2: No, it's Stockholm kind of
0: syndrome. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you
2: if you if you can manipulate, I mean you can have anybody. Manipulate. Yeah. Yeah, work them, work them manipulates.
1: So because the younger daughter was taken from the home, David, the dad, the husband, goes to the cop stations like I want my kid back, because that's the only child that they share together biologically. And Mm -hmm. uh they're like, Okay, well, why don't you tell us what the fuck's going on? Cause your Mm -hmm. wife seems like a Royal bitch and he's like, "Mm, okay, yeah, nothing's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Five hours later, he starts to crack. Hmm. So he then tells what happened to Woodworth, the last guy. Okay. The older guy that ran around in his underwear ran from the crops. Uh, Mm. What happened was, is that in June, I think it was June 20th, he, uh, she calls him and says, you know, she basically hinted at him like, Hey, something's happened. Like need you to come home. Something's happened. And he knew, he said, I just knew what happened that she was dead. Mm -hmm. So Michelle would later say that like Woodworth was super depressed and he was suicidal and you know, he's trying to jump off the house and stuff like that. But what happened was, is that she stored his body in the freezer for five fucking days, after he died, and when he got home, he buried him. And but they made sure to redress him, clean. Wait, wait, wait. hold on. Mm-hmm. Who buried him? David. So David was out of town working. He died. She calls him, say, "Hey, come home. I'm going to store him in the fucking freezer." He's like, "Okay, cool. I'll be home in five days." Takes him out. They redress him in clean what clothing and put him in a sleeping bag and bury him in the backyard. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. So police come out, they find him. David immediately gets arrested. And then later on, Michelle, she ran, but they ended up finding her like at a different piece of property. And she refused to talk without a lawyer. Right away, she lawyered up. Of course. <laughs> what happened with him, Woodworth, the older guy, is that he died of physical abuse and neglect and blunt force trauma. So she... So, okay, so the abuse, like I said, she made him jump from shit. He was getting all these Mm -hmm. burns and these injuries because he was so malnourished. He wasn't able to recover from any of the bruises or the infections and things like that. And so he died of his injuries.
2: Damn.
1: So eventually, David talks about Kathy, the woman the very first one. And he said that basically she was tortured and abused and she ended up dying because she was choking on her own vomit. So again, same thing happened. She wasn't able to eat. Her immune system was down. Bad things happened. She puked. Mm -hmm. She choked on her own vomit. He actually tried to resuscitate her, but it didn't work. And he didn't call the cops or the ambulance because of all the abuse on her body. He knew they would be fucked. Damn. So what he did with her is he burnt her in his back fucking yard, took her ashes and dumped her in the Pacific Ocean.
2: Damn!
1: So, I know. So. Wow. These these people—they're yeah, my neighbors. <laughs> Body so, back in the ocean. <laughs> the next one he talks about is ne- his nephew Shane. Okay, and he says that when Michelle caught him with the pictures, she realized that she couldn't control him, and he started to oh. fight back. And so she knew he was going to get shot. So David just walked into one of the fucking pool barns or fucking post barns or plumber barns, whatever <laughs> the fuck they are, and fucking <laughs> shot David with a two, 22. <clears throat> he then burned his body and uh, dumped him in the ocean as well. And he said he did it because he was trying to protect his family. Okay. So, mind you, mm. Shane was missing for seven years. Like, and they just assumed he was in Alaska. This is what's so fucking. And he was seventeen. He was fucking seventeen years old. That's uh, amazing.
0: Yeah. So no word for my son. It's fine.
1: Yeah. No, everything's great.
0: He's a
2: man now.
1: Mom was addicted to drugs and in and out of jail. So was dad. So I don't ah uh, really knew. It was there bad. you go. So <clears throat> fast forward to court cases because they got to fucking meet Uncle. Is it Uncle Sam? Yeah. Okay. So, prosecutors, family members, relatives didn't want their kids to testify. They were the key witnesses, but they didn't want to put them through that horrific event. So, -hmm. the prosecuting attorney offered a deal on February 2004 to David, and he pleaded to second-degree murder, criminal assistance, and improper disposal of human remains. Okay,
2: Is Michelle. That a charge, which
1: I, mm, I mean, mm, he shot that one guy. Mm, Need that know. was that was first. They were initially charged with all of them were charged with like first degree, but then to take deals, they got knocked down. Okay, so the Michelle, she That's took. I don't think deals. that should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Taking deals, I know. Not at all. You can't even you get did that it. Kind of a deal fucking a
0: clean up.
1: You know what I mean? You can't get that good of a deal at a car dealership. You get fucked. Hell going no! You can murder people, and you know. So Michelle took the Alfred plea. Oh, Do you guys know what that is?
2: Negative.
0: Oh, didn't didn't um, homie that's do West that Africa. from the staircase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he did.
1: Guilt. But you're basically yeah. saying there's enough evidence to prove you guilty. Yeah, but that's fucking not bullshit. They should have brought her through trial. So, she ended up getting a 22-year sentence, and uh, she's due to br- be released in June of 2022. Damn. She got charged with second-degree murder in Manswater.
2: Do <laughs> so I take that deal?
1: Yeah, I hope
0: months. she's been a bad girl.
1: David got 15 she's years. Probably,
2: she's
0: probably got a few bitches in there.
1: I actually have a story to tell you about that. David got 15 (laughs) years and he's eligible for parole in 2019. And you guys, I could not figure out if he got parole or not. I heard he has, but I tried to Google it. So if you want to Google it, David Notek, K-N-O-T-E-K, let me know. Okay. Okay. So But here's the deal. Their kids, those three girls, they ended up writing a book called If You Tell, A Family's Da-da-da-da-da-da. da -da -da i am not trying to like, it's just a really long name called If You Tell. And they're doing well now, now, but for a long time, they lived with the guilt of not intervening. Um, But they also said, hey, listen, us not intervening, let's be real. Let's be honest. It took the heat off us. We were getting our asses tortured too. And so that's pretty much the story. But I have one little tidbit. Michelle Nodick is linked to another death that she's Shut never been he's never been tried for or anything, but they're looking into it. She like I said, she used to be a caretaker, case manager for nursing. So she took care of this guy. Oh, called, oh no. Took care of this guy named James McClintock, McClintock. And uh neighbors would often hear her screaming at him and being really abusive next door, and he ended up dying of blunt force trauma to the head.
2: Dude. And,
1: and that was never like link to her? Um, no, because of the excuse of him falling. I mean, he was, she was Oh like, my oh. fuck. So anyways, he ended mm. up for she ended up for some reason, he left his everything to his, this is crazy he left everything to his dog, so his dog's taken care of. So the dog Excuse w- me. I know he didn't have, I know, listen to this, it gets weird he left his shit to his dog and if his dog was to die everything would go to his caretaker Michelle. Oh <gasps>
2: damn so
1: he was found dead and the dog was dead no quickly.
2: no how could they not put that together
1: i don't oh know but God. she ended up having multiple properties from that wow mother of pearl wow that's how wow. she has a
0: a pool barn
1: <laughs> in, a, in a pool barn or whatever in a, in, a, in a fucking plumber barn what was the other one i said but fuck anyway i can't here's remember. the deal i don't they these guys this they got in jail in two thousand and four, like that's when they got officially charged and sentenced. Mm-hmm. And like he's may have gotten out, and she's going to get out in twenty twenty two, maybe, maybe. Well, that's how long her sentence is. That's not when she's up. Are you parole. kidding? Yeah, that's you, not parole. You uh, got twenty two years without the possibility of. Parole. That's
2: why Jen likes living on the wild side because she she
1: needs to covers be put
2: people in a mental
0: institute.
2: Yeah,
1: this is my local crumb snatchers right here this is Dang. this is a real deal i hope i didn't but- butcher the story too much but it's pretty nuts right it's yeah, right around the corner crazy. it's pretty fucking close insane. so
2: close to home i mean that's always got to be worrisome
1: <laughs> but uh, in 2003 when they got caught i was in the military so i have nothing to do with it so nobody i was in high I'm school story david and michelle when you guys get out please don't come for me <laughs> don't return to Raymond Washington. Or- in, t- in
0: 2003, I found my second soulmate.
2: That's exactly when they're going to... They're they're going to go back and be like, I need to try ben. to start over. <sighs> All
1: right, smoke break? <laughs> smoke break? Yes. Okay. Did you like that story?
0: Yeah, it was fucking crazy.
2: <laughs> so you should follow us on Instagram and, f- and Facebook. So, you can hear us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and Castbox. Up next is Ricky. Ricky. I am currently. You
1: guys, before Ricky starts his story, he's going to try for the first time in his life a Baby Bell cheese.
2: For those of you who don't know what a Baby Bell cheese is, imagine. A miniature cheese wheel encased in wax. <laughs> here, here we go. Oh, my God. My life has changed forever. You're not even tasting it yet. Just
1: chew it. Mm, tastes like cheese, milk. Like hard, Damn. hard, waxy okay. milk. It's, it's good, good right?
2: right? Of course, it's really good. It's got a, uh, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: It's, it's fucking like legit cheese. It's good shit.
2: It's crazy like how like the worse cheese tastes the better it actually
1: is. <laughs> that's such a good point. Like, I love Swiss like a motherfucker.
0: Uh, I only like Swiss on certain things. Oh, I, love Swiss. I can't just eat
2: Swiss by itself.
1: Oh, I can. I can eat the shit out of it. Give me a block of Swiss cheese. And what I'll... is
2: Baby Bill considered?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. That's a good fucking question.
0: Mm. Well, anyway to your story
2: yeah so yeah. on to me um damn i want another one now <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really good okay so on to me i am covering this week albert henry DeSalvio. DeSalivo. DeSalivo. de salvio hello de Salvo. de Salvo. de de salivo
1: Hey, Ricky. Yes, it's a French version of Dutch Edam cheese.
2: Mm. Ooh. Whatever it is, was pretty damn tasty.
1: You're welcome.
2: Oh, that's so good. Um,
1: <laughs> New addiction. So, all right, continue. this is Sorry. so. This
2: is going to be a short one because I need to get another baby bell. Um, but this week's uh. This week's guy is brought to you by Baby Bell. Baby Bell, only choose Baby Bell, um, <laughs> AKA. <laughs> so Albert Henry DeSal- DeSalvo, uh, AKA the Boston Strangler. Ah
1: ha, 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 ha.
2: Yeah. So, so you've
1: got the Kansas Strangler, and he did the Boston Strangler.
2: No, no Kansas City. I did butcher. the Kansas Butcher? Kansas Butcher. <sniffs> Was it the Kansas City Butcher or the Kansas Butcher? Yeah. yeah. Misery. So this is the Boston Strangler. Um, oh, there's going to
0: there's gonna be an accent in this. I can tell it. All no, right. no,
2: no. I'm going to stop it right now. That's the only thing I was going to do was just the Boston Strangler part. Anyway, um, uh, Mr. DeSalvo's um, serial killer, he also included rape inside of those serial killings just to add a little bit of flair apparently to himself. Oh,
0: good. We always um, love a good flare. rape.
2: Yeah, exactly. God. Hey, this works um he operated from june of 1962 to january of 1964 so not too long of a rain um but inside of that rain he got 13 oh um his victims his victim's <laughs> profile what did she say
1: it was i'm sorry it was spice girls i was watching a video of my kids popped up sorry continue nice
2: um so his victims ranged um the oldest one it looked like was 75 youngest was around 19 so he did not discriminate in age as long as it was a woman obviously obviously because when you're from boston you can't you can't strangle and rape no guy see told you damn i'm sorry i'll stop right there um and that was his big thing strangulation uh was uh his method of a coup d'etat
1: but was it like yeah. face-to-face strangulation, or was it from the back like some gary Ridgway shit Well,
2: we'll see what happens okay okay uh, uh mr DeSalvo is a self-admitted serial killer um actually what had happened was is he actually turned himself in all the people you know what i mean like hey if you're gonna be the first uh in your era then why not turn yourself in? Um, he was considered one of the first serial killers of the modern era. What? What? What is that? What is that? I was kidding. Stop. No, talking to sh- <laughs> talking to Shannon with her. Mm. You can't what did, see her. What did you do, Shannon? What did you? I was. Did you, oh, wasn't you not at see her. her? I wasn't oh looking at her. What did she do?
0: fucking her eyebrows right now.
1: <laughs> and then her
0: mustache hairs.
2: I was Moustache. doing the mustache
1: as a joke. <laughs> For forks sakes, I don't have it. Well, I have too many zits right now. It seems like a mustache.
2: Mustache. So he is a, um, uh, you know, first serial killer of the modern era. So by um, late, so between June 62 and January 64, 13 women in Boston were strangled. Police, of course, did not uh, believe that they were the work of one individual. You know, so... You know, first one of their kind, of course, it's going to just look like this, this is just a bunch of randoms, you know, a bunch of randoms doing it. Yeah. And, you know, there's not going to be looking for one person.
1: Gotcha. Um. This one
2: has, so doesn't it? Boston residents, of course, <laughs> were terrified because the victims weren't prostitutes or vagrants. You know, they were regular people, um, middle aged or elderly women who were attacked in their homes. Um, uh, his first victim on the evening of June 14th, 1962, uh, a Miss, oh, what's happening? Uh, Miss Anna Seltzer, 55 year old um, seamstress had just finished dinner and she decided to have a quick bath before her son Juris arrived to pick her up for a memorial service, uh, which was being held at her church.
1: See the whole fucking sorry. first half of the podcast I'm so sorry Sorry, we're listening what Wait, what?
2: Do? What are you laughing at? Nothing What? Each other Oh, are you, got, are you still doing your eyebrows?
1: Yep Yeah, that was it That was <laughs> totally it
2: <laughs> All right so she was about to go to her church. Um, she heard a little knock, and that's all that was it. It was him. Uh, when the son arrived around an hour later to get her to that church meeting, um, she was found dead in her bathroom.
0: Oh wow
2: with the cord with the uh, little tie from her bathrobe, right so the uh <coughs> that thing I tie around my head, babe <laughs>
1: from was this used, robe right yes, here
2: was from that robe exactly was flosses
1: it between his crack too before he puts it on his head yeah oh, uh, so i
2: definitely like, don't oh. do that i have a better way to smell um <laughs> what do tell? <laughs> tell i'm just joking <laughs> christ almighty Okay, so there was a legacy of doubt. The Boston Strangler's case continued to fascinate Americans almost 40 years after his reign of terror began. Um, in December 2001, new DNA tests cast doubts on whether DeSalvo, the man who confessed to the murders, was a real killer at all. Uh, in fact, DeSalvo was never actually convicted of the murders. Uh. He was officially committed to a psychiatric hospital. Uh, for a series of rapes known as the Green Man Offenses.
0: Okay.
2: The Boston police say uh, have always considered him to be the strangler, though. Uh, um, James Stars, professor of forensic evidence at George Washington University, states that DNA evidence found on the bodies of the last victim, 19-year-old Mary Sullivan, did not match salvo who was murdered in jail in his jail cell in 1973, so around the same time.
1: Oh,
2: uh, Mary Sullivan's nephew Casey Sherman had spent the last 12 years trying to prove that DeSalvo did not kill his aunt, Mrs. Sherman, who was a TV producer.
1: Huh. Hmm, that's a good thing you did your research. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that didn't sound like a surprise at
2: all yeah it was ah. sorry
0: <laughs> my cat just attacked my foot <laughs> uh,
2: okay. beach come here beach all right all right so yeah de uh confessed to everything um he'd been arrested and charged in 64 with a series of rapes in Connecticut known as the Green Man Offenses because an attacker wore green overalls. So that's why. And they considered him for all the rest of the strangulations and killings. But he ended up confessing to all the rest. What a piece of shit.
1: Piece of shat.
2: Anyway. He did. He did? He did. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Hang on. Let me find that part. I just had it. Nope. This is a... Hang on. This is not going to happen. This is fucked. Murderpedia yeah. is way too much.
1: You didn't do notes? Scratch in your crotch. Yeah. No,
2: I didn't. Can no, I didn't. It?
1: Can you hear it?
2: No, we can yes. see the motion.
1: <laughs> well, it is no stop.
2: Damn, you shouldn't have said anything.
1: <laughs> Did you get it? No. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, so um my guy De Salvo was serving out a life sentence at Walpole State Prison, now called MCI Cedar, uh when he was Ooh. stabbed to death in an infirmary in 1973. Um the night before he was murdered, he had telephoned a doctor um, and asked him to meet about meet him urgently he sounded frightened um, the doctor uh, agreed to meet him in the morning but Albert was murdered so golden asshole
0: yes golden asshole I'm
1: not really impressed
2: I know I'll be I'll be better next week people <laughs>
1: yep. well no I mean I'm not really impressed with him uh, i mean i'm looking at few, this picture because you know i got to look at the pictures right he looks
2: like a, a like a wise guy who decided to <laughs> like stop being a wise guy so i mean that's pretty much i mean if so you're, he's just a guy if you're gonna confess if you're gonna confess to these murders you know he really wasn't i mean it's not like he was like making a big show about it like you know richard ramirez who only got 16 he only got three more than this guy you know Weird. And he only he only did sixteen, but he made it a big show. He made it a big deal. Yeah. This guy just did them and then confessed to them after the fact. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like he was a loser. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like he just gave up basically. You know,
1: what made him confess it though, or did you already cover that and I didn't pay? Yeah, it?
2: he was uh, he was picked up on charges for a rape, and they started asking him about it, and he confessed. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait to I'm not listen to my thing.
1: No, I, I know. I'm, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> you're you're making it up for that one time when I didn't hear about Kalichko. Yeah.
1: Oh my fucking god! <laughs> and the whole thing, why I was so upset was that I wrote specifically for your reactions. The way uh-huh. I wrote it and did my research, I'm like, oh, Ricky's gonna love this part. He's talking about chopping oh. up. Oh. Like, and Ricky's just oh. Like this fucking guy. And now for Ricky's sources, since she's such an <laughs> idiot. <laughs>
2: I'm dumb, so I got all my stuff off of Murderpedia. Yes.
0: So next week's episode is going to be, we pick for each other. other. So that means I'm picking Jen's, Jen's picking Ricky's, and Ricky is picking mine. So stay tuned for next Monday.
2: Thank you. Thanks for listening to True Crime on
0: Tap.
2: (laughs)